Progress is impossible without change, and those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. That's a quote from George Bernard Shaw. I'm Raleigh. And I'm Danielle. And this is Unstuck, the special ed podcast. Well, I'll tell you what, that I, is... I just think we brought our aim on that, that one. Didn't, that, that didn't take <laughs> any time to find it all. No, no, no. I think recording, too, was like not was like really not nerve-wracking at all. No, it's fine. That's it? I don't know. Should we do more? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what don't to know. do. All right. This is this is us recording. This is us recording. And in fact, you, would, you wouldn't know this, but we're in a different spot than we, we usually are. are this so. isn't our nook. This isn't the nook, but, um, you know, this has this purple wall, so, you know. For, it looks gray to gray, you folks. Gray, gray. Folks. It has a little purple in it. Yeah. But anyway, we're nearing the end of the school year. We are, and it's raining out, and Taylor Swift is playing in town. In town. And you would honestly think, and I think it's maybe a fair comparison, that it's like the Beatles are here. That's, that, that is It is comparison. that big. It is that big of a deal. I'm pretty sure that's anywhere she goes yes it's like wild and we were supposed to record at my house today a little travel but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh i actually live near gillette stadium so that That was gonna happen i did hear though through multiple sources that she does better in the in the rain i heard it it makes a more dramatic performance i believe in nashville she had a rain thunderstorm delay yeah but she she ended up playing until like three in the morning and she incurred the fees that would come with that so which was impressive but anyway thanks taylor well, for those of you who are listening, you all we all you also heard us do our first video recording. Yeah, it's hard to hear the video. I it's think. hard to hear so, the video. So just know as you're listening to that intro that that was also being recorded and that it will video be, recorded. It'll be on maybe TikTok or Instagram Reels. Yeah, that's why we were talking about the color of the wall. That's yes. We should probably should have prefaced yeah. that. You for know, the, look, you know, for the listeners, still a couple of rookies here. That's right. So <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. Um, I do want to say a quick, well, we want to say a quick thank you, shout out to those who have submitted to be um, guests on the show. We have a few, so we're going to be reaching out to those to those folks and seeing um, if we can start getting some special guests from around the country and around the world. Yeah. So we'll see how Looking that goes. Looking forward to it. Very exciting. Big big things happening for us. Oh yeah, big things. <laughs> uh, for today, since it's the end of the year, we thought it would be fun and we want to hear from hear back from you as well on what you would do if you had unlimited resources, there were no regulations stopping you from doing things, um, how you might change your schools in general mm-hmm. in the in the country or in the world. And or how, just in your own backyard. Or in your own backyard. Or in your state, because mm-hmm. I know different states have different ways that they do things and um, so we thought we'd dedicate this episode towards the end of the year mm-hmm. with post-COVID on what we would do, how yeah. we would change things. So so how would we change things? How would we change things? Well, the first thing that comes out, and I've been fighting for this at my school, so I think my school, so um, is having more focus on executive functioning mm-hmm. throughout, program. like, you know, in elementary school, they do it more concretely, but as soon as kids hit middle school, at least in my experience, it's all of a sudden, like, they should just know it. Mm-hmm. So, like, building in some programming for specifics that, and it's still considered time on learning. So, you're teaching them, like, effective 
skills to be able to study, to be able to organize their stuff, to be able to like use strategies to shift from one activity to the next, um, Mm -hmm. to be able to find ways to initiate tasks, which as an adult who has difficulty, me initiating tasks, (laughs) sometimes you just need a little push. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting because you said that'll be time on learning. Like we said, we don't need any rules on this one. That's true. And it's not that I don't think there should be time spent on learning, but I think we have, at least in this state, have gotten really, really fixated on teaching to standardized testing. Mm -hmm. And I, for one, vote to abolish the standardized testing in the state of Massachusetts, especially for children on IEPs or who just need a different way of showing what they know. But in general, I don't think it's... I'm not sure what we're showing that kids know by forcing them to take this test. So my vote is get rid of it. And then maybe teachers stop worrying about teaching to that and can fit in other things that are creating a robust learning environment that isn't just about teaching a certain way of doing math or science or ELA. Um, Having had to administer MCAS to multiple students this year, it is brutal and it is just not a fair assessment for, for kids in my opinion. So I think it creates a lot of energy focused on that. And I think that's taking away from things that kids up, you know, would be better served to be learning. Well, on on a larger scale, um, at, because obviously your school is a little bit smaller and more Mm -hmm. unique, but on a larger scale at a public school level, it's a waste of time for kids too. I mean, they have to, they have to sit in rooms. And what I learned is that they're not allowed to leave their testing space until, Everyone is done with MCAS, which again alleviates the point or alleviate that's the wrong word, but it um, relinquishes the point. I don't know of kids having unlimited time. Mm-hmm. So what what's the point of like everyone has to end after three hours yeah. and for two hours, some kids who finish in the first hour have to spend two hours reading a book. They can't mm-hmm. have technology. They can't have anything else. So when you're talking about access to things for kids let's have them sit through multiple tests over multiple days in the spring it just makes no sense with very little support and and a very straightforward uh multiple choice short answer Mm -hmm. essay approach and not having how about kids who are more project driven or could say it out loud instead of writing it down it just seems like ridiculous so get rid of standardized testing that's That's where that's where we're at that's out and more executive functioning. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about this in previous episodes, more of a, and when we say life skills, we're not talking about, you know, programming that is dedicated to that in certain schools. And we're talking about kids getting back to learning about uh, financial management, um, organization of self and home and life, um, whatever that is. And, you know, it used to be home ec and woodworking, some modern updated version of what that is for people and allowing students to have that, you know, some of that really basic thing you need to know to exist in the world without always having to rely on someone else to help you figure that out. It would be great to teach some of that. Um, We're missing that for sure. Well, and I think to your point of like, I don't think there are many, I, I think it's very inequitable and I would imagine that's inequitable across the world but speaking for massachusetts on what schools have which options and opportunities so some schools have 
a home ec or like a, they call, are they like family and consumer sciences? There you go. I knew there was a model yeah. name for it. <laughs> family and consumer sciences. Family and consumer sciences. And there's, you know, woodworking or woodshop electronics. You know, at my particular school, there's an actual program for kids. So like, it's like a, a small mini vocational program. Mm-hmm. Love that. But I feel like every kid should have some opportunity to try those things out. Yes. And I feel like I highly doubt Boston, for example, has that across the board for their high school kids um, at different high schools, at different charter schools or whatever, giving kids the opportunity to take a look at what it might look like to be an electrician or mm-hmm. I'm, I just feel like some sort of job fair, job coaching for yes. a semester even. Built in. Built in. Baked into the programming. Um, Speaking and- of baking, that could be another one. That could be, yeah. You know. Baking, well, that's, uh, so that's what I was thinking with family consumer sciences. Yes. We have a, um, our coordinator of it, I've sat in on a few of her classes and she makes some really cool stuff. And I'm like, Erin Cheney. Yeah. I'm like, oh, and there wow. are a lot of steps to it. And there's a lot of things you have to know about well, heating the oil and all that Is that also stuff. an executive functioning skill? Yes. Of course it is. And she, she does a really nice job too. Mm-hmm. Props. Because she like steps everything out for kids. Kids are in their groups and one one kid does more of the cleaning one student does more of the like grabbing the materials one student puts the stuff together and they rotate well that doesn't their recipes. have to just be a skill that's being learned for kids that we don't think are on a college track you right. know this that tends to be what you where you would see that like oh we're learning how to go to the grocery store and making the food no that can be for everybody especially mm-hmm. in the modern era i think you know, and I'm not saying school has to do everything, but I think that you can reimagine and re-envision what school is. It is, it's been this way for many, many, many decades. How do you shake it up a little bit? Should kids be going to school every day for six hours a day? Do you take another day off? Do you, you know, split days where it's half the day is academic and half is the stuff we're talking about? It's some sort of extra. It's the built-in executive functioning. It's the life skill oriented. It's you know, some kind of physical activity. It's something social emotional where that probably needs to now be worked in. We've talked about this many times, working that in as part of the standard day of a student, you know, sometime during the week, they're getting some of that social emotional. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole nother. Yeah. Like that's great. I mean, we'll talk more about that today, but I, to, to take a step back, I also think kids in high school are competing against I don't even know what because it doesn't really matter what college you go to because whatever job you get no one, no one has ever asked me what college like yeah I never got, I never didn't get a job and I guess if you're like going to be a doctor or something like that that's oh probably like, some, a, like yeah. a doctor or a lawyer yeah it matters yeah, yeah I guess yeah. maybe that's where it matters maybe not us lowly teachers but mm-hmm. um you know I think that a lot of times there's competing courses for kids and they feel pressure to take that academic elective versus some sort of woodshop or some sort of like more vocationally based life skills based program and I think that how do you alleviate some of that pressure from them so that they don't feel like they have to take like a you know an extra reading elective mm. or an English elective I don't know I, one of our teachers is doing a really cool thing it's she's doing disability awareness as a course for her seniors which I think is awesome because yeah. it helps build you know, some understanding of neurodiversity for kids and they do like, they go into the community and do a lot of work with um, different um, groups. I don't know. I thought that was a cool little add on. How about more career day type activities where you're having people from the community come and teach about what they do. Mm -hmm. So kids are learning 
firsthand what it, you know, what does a coder do? What does the person working at the, you know, electric company do? What does the local chef do? Um, having that be more, I mean, I know like you can have a career day, but maybe you have that worked into your, a semester full of somebody coming every week and talking about what they do in the community. Um, it'd be great to get like those YouTubers and stuff. Like if, mm, right. some that Things are like are not as, yeah. well, even the, those who are not as like quote famous yet mm-hmm. or well known to come in and just talk about how hard how they, that is. Yeah. Because I feel oh, like, that's, that's a, I feel like angle a lot of our kids are assuming like, I'm just going to be this or I'm just going to be that. that. And they have these heart, their heart set on these things and they think it's going to be super easy. I mean, if I'm looking back and I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'll just be in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like I had that thought through my high school and there was a reality check there, but I'm not sure where social media is today and how instantly something goes viral. And then all of a sudden these people are well known and getting different. Right. Not everyone's going to be Mr. Beast. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's the only one I know, by the way. Mr. That's Beast. It. That's it. That's that's it. Can you tell me more? <laughs> you don't know Mr. Beast? No, oh wow, <laughs> wow! I thought I was the old one. Yeah, no. Um, he's just a very, very, very famous YouTuber who does a lot of different types of videos where he encourages participation from people to either be in the videos. He gives a lot of money out. It's a lot of like task oriented things. Like, oh. oh, can you like? Here's a circle I taped on the ground. Can you fit all these packages in the store in this? And the more and anything you can fit inside this circle, you can keep it. And oh wow! But people, it's like, I mean, millions of views right away when he posts a video. But I'm not gonna... a but but kids see that and think, well, I could do that. Yeah. But have no real understanding of the steps involved, or that there's for every one of him, how many people aren't. Right. Famous. Well, that's, and I feel like when I watch, you know, my favorite morning during my morning walk TikTok and I see the dog videos, I'm like, oh, my dog could do this easily. But I'm like, how hard is that actually? Yeah. Like to like push views. and st- I mean, think about us for this podcast. You yeah. know, it's like, we were like, oh, let's try this. It'll we definitely really just fun. went on a tangent. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I'm not sure that has to do with what you do during the yeah. school day. Well, but, you know, but it is. It's, it is, it's it is. A, yeah, it's a reality of like, if kids want to do these things that are more social media driven, then there's a reality to it. I also would like to work in some type of option for stress relief, whether that's a physical activity or some kind of mindfulness meditation. Mm-hmm. I, you know, these, again, this is, this is without limit, without financial strain, without worrying about the laws and regulations, but it's just, I think it's worth considering how do we update? You wouldn't, like, you're not going to have the same couch for 60 years, right? Well, maybe you do. Some people If do. it's the one that was in your sitting room that was covered in plastic in the 1960s and no <laughs> one was allowed to sit on it. But we all have to update and change and, and go with the times, and it, it's worth looking at. Um, and if anybody out there is already experiencing some of that and yeah. changing... Well, and, there's some, and there are some... Let us know. There are some simple things that people could do you know now which we'll talk about but we should definitely touch the social emotional piece because i think that is very important so i've been on a tear for years about social emotional that there is not enough Mm -hmm. support for kids elementary you get overloaded i mean i walk through schools and they have these little like you would love them there are these little um state sensory stations Mm -hmm. and they're super cute i forget what they call them so like in the elementary level they're teaching them teaching them and then again you get to middle school and it's like you should just have social skills and you should just have social emotional skills although i will say in some of my um professional magazines that i get they're showing more and more of that type of um like the sensory emotional regulation stations in colleges as well oh. uh and in community activities especially for kids you know kids and adults with 
sensory challenges like at you know bigger events there's like little tents and things they can mm. go in that is becoming more widespread but not but they're just the skipping that, over middle and high school well i mean I'm, well i'm not saying you know maybe <laughs> no, middle no. And high school as well too but i mean yeah. just it's it's starting to catch on but it's certainly not something that's more the um exception not the rule well and the and the social emotional challenges the rise in anxiety the rise in mm-hmm. depression the rise in school refusal the rise in suicidality and self-injurious behavior was started well before covid and covid just pushed exacerbated it. yeah you say? over the over the top and no one's catching up and i even think about like state facilities or state facilities department of education mm-hmm. and they're not they're like addressing it through training but they're not addressing it by way of changing things to help build in social emotional supports within the school days they're just saying like here teacher here ha- teach this math class and also while you're doing that here's some training that you can do while you're teaching math class instead of just being like there should be some dedicated time and then showing kids how to generalize that you can't just have them so if I had my way, mm-hmm. there would be like, yeah, <laughs> there would be explicit classes to teach it and then training on how to generalize that into other classes. And that would go through K to 12 or pre-K to 12. I mean, call, I love that it's in college. It's oh, Again, I'm not saying everywhere, but you're no. starting, you're seeing a little bit here yeah. and there. I mean, that would be great. And then instead of putting on teachers, having some onus over the the community at large yes and starting to put the responsibility eventually on students like that's what i do is like it's you know this isn't sensory or or social or or sensory or self-regulation strategies aren't i mean there's that self-regulation piece um it's right in the title yeah you want to start helping people learn to access what they can to be helpful to them and beneficial to them and so that explicit coaching and teaching happens and then we give them the tools to apply it and we give them other adults you know, it's like yeah. you said, it shouldn't all be on the teacher. It should be a, it should be a nice balance. So I would definitely consider that. And, ter- and those are some of those things. I mean, if you're a school leader, some of those things you can change within your school now oh, in yeah, terms of definitely. like building that stuff in more explicitly and, and having that coaching and stuff. I mean, just throwing a training out there once in a while and just saying like, here, learn something from it. And then you're expected to then take that and build it in to me is unrealistic and creating those, those spaces, yeah. you know, get your OTs involved, your clinical people involved. It's not that challenging to do yeah. and you can do it on the cheap as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah and speaking of spaces mm-hmm. let's get rid of let's get rid of furniture no, wow I'm I'm, flexible <laughs> seating is where it's at yeah i can't tell you how many times i say either alternative or flexible seating in the course of a well day. and now there's more and more coming out that is more typical See, that was the million dollar idea that yeah. i didn't capitalize on years ago you just got to go flexible seating could yeah. have been a millionaire that's true you should have should built right into it and not having desks in rows mm-hmm. like can we not do that anymore facing forward like let's have more group dynamic or community I mean, or multiple way you know yeah. maybe there's a little table back there and there's some desks over here there's some standing desks yeah. there's some there's a corner that has some flexible seating and fun things to sit on and well it destigmatizes everything when you have right. those offerings for everyone and not just say like this kid's on an ip so he needs a standing desk yeah. it's like Ugh. he needs a wobble stool yeah <laughs> he needs a wobble stool just him it's only his well and if you think about the way businesses are now it's all open concept. Mm-hmm. There's everyone works to get, I mean, the work from home stuff, obviously. Well, they too. also get drink carts and, you know, <laughs> some of them do. A Friday afternoon drink cart. Oh, that would be I've great. Heard, I've heard from some people in the business world that that's not, a, that's not an uncommon thing. Maybe there should be a Friday afternoon drink cart. And that drink could be coffee. I'm not saying you should yeah. be drinking alcohol working with children. That's not one of the things I would change. 
No. Or well, no, that's not one of the things. No. I would <laughs> Darn it! I would love to. No, that's not one of the things I would change. But I would say, you know, I don't. It's just there's so many things you can do to make the space for adults and kids feel like somewhere you want to be and where you're getting what you need to be successful. We have to change what that means. We have not changed what that means for people. Well, and I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. Is that right? Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Because I didn't hit it with the screwdriver, so you're right. I don't know. In my head, I was like, I don't know how this is going to come out because I'm not good at those things. But um, yet, I'm not good at those things yet. Thank you, growth mindset. Thank you. The bottom line is you need to build a community. Oh, snap. Right? I mean, that was a your school should be it. a community, and so it should be successful for adults and successful for kids. And if the adults aren't feeling good about themselves, which is the trajectory right now, yep. I mean, how many people are quitting the education field altogether, going somewhere else? That's not helping kids. And so, I mean, I think you and I had a conversation offline mm-hmm. before this about the amount of like advocates and lawyers, and not that we're saying that families shouldn't have that. However, and it's... It can be challenging because a lot of times it's like, are they going for the win or are they actually doing what's right by kids? Mm. And I feel like sometimes in schools, you're thinking about all the logistical stuff or the, or, you know, this mandated testing and all of this stuff rather than like, well, what's good for kids and what's good for the adults teaching the kids. And I think that is very valuable. Got to get back to that. Yeah. So that's what we have to say about that. <laughs> wow. What a, what a I didn't know how to transition. Smooth segue. I didn't know how to transition that. Well, that's all we got on that. <laughs> let's, let's see if we can trademark that and make t-shirts. I feel like I've heard some of our kids say that, so I... Uh, that's I all we got to say. <laughs> all right, anyway. That's all we have to say about that one. Yep. Forget it. All right. So from Would You Rather Wednesday, it would it is Would You Rather Say Everything on Your Mind or Not Say Anything at All? Oh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say everything on my mind. <laughs> Same. Anybody that's met me and knows me knows I can talk when I'm comfortable. Yeah. I say things that pop in my brain and I don't even sometimes realize I said it. I feel like I'm going to regret saying everything on my yeah, mind. Yeah, I mean, if it's everything on my mind, that's I, dangerous. I mean, there's some judgments that I probably run through True. my head that I'm like, oh, yeah. oh I'm going to say that loud. It's da- this is dangerous. Yeah. No one's saying this is a good idea. No, I mean, I'd rather... No one said which one's better for humanity. They just said, <laughs> what would you rather do? Say everything or nothing at all. Yeah. I, don't, I couldn't imagine a world where I never said another word. Maybe you'd have to write it you down. You might like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless you can give me some kind of augmentative device that I can use mm. that will speak for me. But now we're getting off Yeah, the you can't. You can't, can't get off it. that. No, no, no. Nope. All right. Well, we appreciate everyone listening to our little rant about if we could, what we could change. Yeah. And please, please. If please, I ruled the world, we should have used that. But that's Message us out. or post on our page, on one of our pages, things that you might change that we didn't think about. I mean, there are probably millions of things we didn't think about. Oh, yeah. Um, and based on your state, I'm sure there are very hot topics that you probably could mention or talk about. So, um, yeah, let us know on social media. Maybe we'll post pop out a question about it and see if we can get some answers so uh we appreciate all you listening uh at unstuck podcast one instagram tiktok facebook etc etc thanks for listening have a good day bye bye